welcome to the Mile High Podcast Reviews. What's up, everybody? This is Dave from the Mile High Podcast. This is the episode of our Mile High Podcast Reviews. Hopefully you guys have gone back and checked out our first episode where I reviewed Dr. Sleep. Didn't make a lot of money last week, but I definitely recommend that you guys go out and check it out. It's a great movie. Um, I can't recommend it enough. I'm definitely going to go back and see it before it gets out of the theaters. But please, go check out that movie. Dr. Sleep. Great. Well, I'm doing something different today. Uh, Not only am I recording the podcast for my home studio, which is also my writing room, uh, but I'm also filming this as well. And I'm going to upload it to our Facebook page. So if you come across and you've never seen what I look like, well, here I am. This is me, Dave. Um, Awesome week this week. I'm going to talk all about Disney Plus shows that dropped. Um, Really good stuff. It was fun going back into uh, the archives, checking out uh, the old DuckTales. I know James is excited about uh, Darkwing Duck and uh, Tailspin. Those are kind of right up his alley. So take a look and make sure you uh, keep an eye out for James when he's reviewing some of his old uh, Disney favorites. Uh, The new, I'm sorry, the old X-Men Cartoon is up on Disney Plus, so it's fun for uh, me to go back with my kid. Uh, that's the show I watched when I was younger, in about his age, and now I get to share it with him. So that was super cool. Um, they haven't dropped all the Marvel shows yet, so the What If, uh, the Vision and Scarlet Witch, or the Winter Soldier and Falcon, those haven't dropped yet, but they will soon. Uh, but there was still a lot of content, and Disney Plus dropped some original stuff that Disney Plus dropped. Um, number one is the Mandalorian. So most of the show is going to go about the Mandalorian to talk about the Mandalorian. But as always here on the Mahai podcast, uh, we got to talk about what we're smoking. Apparently I forgot last week, but you know, shit happens, especially when you're a stoner, uh, you tend to forget shit. So whatever. Um, so this week I'm smoking, uh, Blue Dream from Lightshade. Uh, we love going down to the Lightshade here in Aurora, Colorado. They got a million fucking locations everywhere. So uh, definitely hit them up. Uh, really good deals there. Really cool people. Uh, the bartender that helped me out today, she was super friendly, super nice. Uh, helped me out quite a bit. So uh, definitely recommend Lightshade here in Aurora. Um, and I got a good buzz going. But because it's a shorter show, I don't want to smoke in the middle of the show. Especially it's only me. So you guys don't want to hear me, you know, stop talking and starting to hit up a, a joint or something. So let's talk Mandalorian. Uh, cool fucking show. Uh, I love Star Wars. I'm always in for Star Wars. And with the exception of Phantom Menace, I've loved all the movies, even the prequel movies. Um, I, mean, I even don't hate the the first one. I, I, I like it okay. It has some good parts in it. I think the midi-chlorians is pretty fucking stupid. Uh, Jar Jar Binks is definitely a pain in the ass. But there's some good aspects to it. Um, That Darth Maul fight was pretty spectacular. Um, So I love all Star Wars stuff. But the Mandalorian is right up there. Uh, James is a huge fan, as am I, of uh, Rogue One. uh, Where they take you completely away from the Skywalker saga. So you don't see Han Solo like you did in Solo. Um, you don't have any connection really to the the Skywalker trilogy, and that's kind of what the Mandalorian is. It gets you completely away from that Skywalker um, legacy, and they go and explore this really rich and vast universe that Star Wars has built that we don't ever really see. 
Um, the Mandalorian, produced by one of my favorite directors and actors and producers, is named John Favreau. You know him from Iron Man. Uh, he's also happy in the Spider-Man and uh, Iron, the Avengers movies. Everybody knows fucking John Favreau. That dude is just a super uh, creative guy. He's really talented. Um, the Mandalorian is played by Pedro Pascal. Uh, you guys will probably know him if you're uh, nerds like me. He was the guy who got his face crushed in by the mountain uh, when he was fighting the mountain on Game of Thrones. So he plays the Mandalorian. Um, there's also a really great cameo from Taika Waititi, super another super creative person. Um, if you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, I uh, heard it's amazing. It's a weird fucking Hitler story, uh, but everybody loves that movie. But he also did Thor Ragnarok, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, which is a, a great vampire movie. If you haven't seen that one, also go get it. But Taika Waititi, uh, he's just a super brilliant uh, creative person. And he played a really good uh, character called IG-11, which I'll talk a little bit about. Um, so here is your general spoiler statement. Um, you know there's going to be fucking spoilers. So if you haven't seen the first chapter of Mandalorian, uh, definitely you know come back in a couple days after you've seen it. And then you can come back and watch this out. So... Um, Mandalorian takes place right after the events of Return of the Jedi, so I think it's like four years after the Battle of Yavin, and the Empire's fallen, and it's desperate times for these bounty hunters, and so the, the Mandalorian is a race of super commandos from this planet called Mandalore, and you know the Mandalorian as in Boba Fett. Boba Fett is a Mandalorian, but the Mandalorian is not Boba Fett. See what I'm saying? Uh, Man the Mandalorian is actually a dude named Dain Jaren. I don't know. Whatever. Dain Jaren, sure. Um, he is um, a super bounty hunter, but bounties are drying up. And so he has to take riskier assignments. And so he meets with, uh, first, Carl Weathers, who is kind of like a, a go-between uh, between like these high... Uh, these rich clients and then the bounty hunters and he passes along a bounty uh, to Warner Herzog who's a, a really brilliant director um, check out some of his stuff um, but he plays this like real creepy client who is saying like I have a really risky bounty and you know if we can fulfill this bounty then we'll bring the balance of the um, the empire back into the empire's uh, graces so um, the Mandalorian needs the money. He goes and takes the assignment. Uh, he crash lands on this planet called, uh, or where the hell is it? It's called Arvala 7. I don't, I mean, I don't know where they come up with these names. So in my science fiction books that I write Race Through Space, um, I try to come up with stuff that's easy to pronounce and kind of easy to remember. Uh, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking of the Star Wars. Like Arvala 7, like, sure, I guess. It's probably somebody's name and like he had seven kids or something. Who knows? So Mandalorian crashes on Arvala 7. Uh, he's uh, met by this guy named Kuil, who's like this weird puppet guy who rides this kind of a mix between a cat and a pig, maybe, or an ox. I don't, I don't know. It's called a blurg. Uh, I don't know. The, there's a, those are some of the kind of goofier things that are in the Mandalorian. I'll talk a little bit about that uh, later. But um, so Kuil helps the Mandalorian find this outpost that is supposedly really protected. A lot of bounty hunters have gone and tried to collect this bounty and they've all died. Uh, and so the Mandalorian, thinking that, you know, I'm a Mandalorian, I'm going to go, this shouldn't be a problem for me. Uh, he goes to this outpost and runs into a bounty droid, which is played by Taika Waititi. His name is IG-11. 
Um, Taika Waititi did a great job voicing this character. Um, he, he, every time this uh, battle droid or this uh, bounty droid gets in trouble, he's trying to initiate his self-destruct sequence. And so the Mandalorian keeps telling him, like, stop, like, we got this. Um, so then uh, the two of them uh, join together and take out all the defenses to uh, this building. And when they break inside, they see that the bounty is for a baby Yoda. So uh, I don't know if it's a Yoda, like, resurrected or if it's just a baby of the same race that Yoda is from. But it's a really cool, really cute fucking puppet, like a baby Yoda. I think I had a toy like that when I was a little bit younger. Um Really, really cute um, and totally unexpected. Like, you never thought of, like, what Yoda was like when he was young. Even in the prequels, he was still an old Jedi Master. Um, so getting to see what Yoda looked like when he was a baby, that was pretty fun. And uh, IG-11, he's a ba- uh, bounty droid, so he has no uh, problem cap in a, a, a baby. But the Mandalorian saw that, no, I can't kill a baby. And so he ended up de- killing the robot. And that sets up the rest of the, the season. So we have to find out if, you know, is how he's going to protect this. Obviously, he's going to protect this baby. Uh, you know, what is important about this baby? Why do people want to kill him? And uh, so, you know, I'm going to be really excited to find out how that happens. And I know they've already signed on for season two. Uh, they've already said that the Mandalorian, uh, what happens in the Mandalorian is going to affect what happens in the greater Star Wars universe, so, you know, big stakes here, and I think John Favreau has another hit on his hands. I mean, he fucking knocked out of the park uh, with his uh, Iron Man and uh, with the Lion King and Jungle Book. Uh, I think he did a great job on Mandalorian as well. Guy's super fucking creative. Quick shout-out for John Favreau. Go see Chef, the movie Chef, and then the Chef Show on Netflix. Great shows. Love John Favreau. So, uh, the good stuff about Mandalorian... Um, you know, it's a really compelling story. You know, what's going to happen with this baby? Like I said, like, why is he so important? Uh, who knows? Uh, and I'm excited to watch chapter two tonight. Um, I don't have a Mile High podcast to record tonight, so I can actually stay at home with my family and uh, check that out. The other one is it's, you know, part of the canon, which is really neat uh, because, like, you have a lot of these other stories uh, that, like, in Rebels and Clone Wars... Uh, they play off of the already existing canon. They add a little bit here and there, but the Mandalorian will directly uh, reflect uh, or impact the timeline and the universe in Star Wars. So that's cool. You know, watching a show that uh, is that important to the overall Star Wars universe. Um, you know, you don't have, you don't need the Skywalkers. I think that's the best part of the show is you really don't need the Skywalkers to impact this show. Um, sure, you might mention them here and there because they were obviously a big part of the rebellion that uh, ended up beating the Empire, but you don't need them. They, you can have this rich universe without them, and that's one thing I love about Rogue One is that uh, you don't have the Skywalkers. So, and what else? I love watching westerns when I was growing up with my dad. Uh, we used to love like Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Um, some of the other Clint Eastwood ones that I they escape me um, right now, but I used to love watching westerns with my dad. And the Mandalorian is definitely a space western. Um, they even said as much that it's like a, an old spaghetti western, like the Good, Bad, and the Ugly movies, um, but it's set in space. So I think that's kind of a cool thing. Um, there were a couple things that you know I that made me kind of you know shake my head, like, like what really? Um, the Blurgs and the Kuyo. They were obviously puppets, and they were kind of goofy puppets, not like dark quali- uh, dark crystal quality puppets. 
Um, and it didn't detract from the show whatsoever, but they're just kind of goofy characters and goofy things. Um, the Mandalorian is supposed to be this badass super commando, and the very first thing that happens on his bounty is he gets attacked by this blurg thing and almost gets his arm ripped off. Um, you know, like, well, this guy's obviously not that good of a bounty hunter if he's gonna get eaten by a blurg in two minutes of landing on this fucking planet. But, whatever. Um... And the Mandalorian talks a lot. And not only does he talk a lot, he has kind of a weird sense of humor. Um, when you think of, like, Boba Fett, that dude's, like, all business. Um, so it's just kind of different to see uh, a bounty hunter like that actually have, one, he talks quite a bit. And also, he has kind of a goofy personality. And I wouldn't say he's goofy by any means. He's still pretty much business. Um, but, like, you know, he cracks a couple jokes here. Like, you don't expect that from Star Wars bounty hunters. So, um once again, doesn't detract from the show whatsoever. The show is absolutely great. Um, those are just a couple things that I saw come up. Um, so what else came out on Disney Plus? Um, the best show that I watched, so I, you know, Mandalorian was great, um, but the most unexpectedly great show was The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Uh, we watched the the first episode. Um, Jeff Goldblum is just so charismatic, so funny. Uh, he's so smooth. Um, he just makes that show and the content of what he's talking about was actually really interesting. So, um, basically the premise is he goes all over the place and, um, and he like does deep dive shows on like little known things that people don't really know about. Um, and he explains them to you. So the first episode was about shoe culture. Um, and I had kind of heard about shoe culture and I knew some shoes were super expensive, but he did a, a real deep dive into shoes and, just I never realized the audience or the passion that people have for collecting shoes. Uh, and they say that it's kind of like uh, baseball cards where people will just collect baseball cards. And there's always like the rare shoe that's out there that people have to have. And so, I mean, the people are paying ungodly sums of money. Uh, Jeff Goldblum went to uh, SneakerCon in Los Angeles and people have had stacks of $100 bills, I mean thousands and thousands of dollars, that they're throwing around for um, old school Jordans or um, handmade sneakers. I mean, like, throwing around, I think they said something like uh, almost $100 million in three days that uh, people transacted buying shoes and shit. I'm like, who, I didn't even know that this culture really existed, let alone, you know, you're spending twenty thirty thousand dollars on a pair of shoes i mean like that shit's legit crazy so uh it was a super fascinating story um but jeff goldblum just totally crushed it. i love uh jeff goldblum's personality coming out in that show so i'm um, looking forward to the rest of the seasons of that uh or rest of the episodes i guess uh just you know definitely check that one out um i really love going back just in you know i watched some old school ducktales i remember uh, coming home from school and watching DuckTales and watching Tailspin, um, uh, watching, going just to see like Moana, like my, we love Moana here and just going back to see Moana. That's fun. And uh, Emperor's New Groove. I told you, I love Emperor's New Groove. That's probably one of my, I think probably my favorite Disney movie, uh, just cause it's really funny. It's kind of like my personality. Um, so love Emperor's New Groove. So being able to go back and check that out. I, I love that. Uh, Disney Plus for six ninety nine a month, dude. I it's fucking it's a killer deal. Um, I know James and uh, Nancy and I are gonna get together uh, probably pretty soon and just kind of gush all over Disney Plus and how much we love it. So uh, we're really excited to see um, Scarlet Witch and all those other Marvel shows. Um, oh, 
Another great show. Forky Ask a Question. I know uh, that was the one that uh, Nancy had talked about as you know her most anticipated show on Disney Plus, and it was you know probably maybe five minutes if that. And Forky is a funny character from Toy Story Four. I loved his character, and then the fact that you know he takes that goofy character and brings it into uh, like ask a question like what's money, and so um, it just explains what is money. You know, it's a piece of paper that has value to it, and, and just and it was pretty funny. I can't wait to see a couple more episodes on that. So definitely check that one out. It's only a couple minutes, like I said. So Forky asks a question. Um, so lastly, I want to talk about Rick and Morty. Uh, it's been two years since Rick and Morty dropped uh, their last season. Uh, season three uh, was in October of 2017. So here we are in November of 2019. And we only get five episodes of Rick and Morty. Like, what the fuck is that? Um, but I guess they're going to pack a lot of humor and a lot of jokes into these uh, five episodes. I really hope so. It's been a long wait. Um, they, uh, the first episode, it was pretty funny. Yeah, you know. It was more of like, let's kind of reintroduce our audience back into the Rick and Morty universe and kind of get them used to some of our humor. Um, they brought back their the me-seeks and some of the old favorites that uh, we really loved in the first three episodes. And kind of like that was the whole theme of the first episode was like, we're going to bring back some of the stuff that you love, but then we're going to introduce you to a bunch of shit that um, you may not expect and they haven't seen before. So it's going to be a mishmash. Um... And I, you know, I'll uh, do a little bit longer Rick and Morty episode here, probably in the next couple weeks after I check out a, another couple episodes. Um, it was pretty funny. Uh, I just love Rick and Morty, so hopefully the season like really uh, is worth the wait. Uh, and that's it. That's uh, episode two of Mile High Podcast reviews. Uh, you can join, get us at Twitter at High Podcast, on Instagram at Mile High Podcast, Facebook at Mile High Podcast. And uh, you can email me at themahipodcast at gmail.com. Once again, we're uh, doing some cool stuff. I know James and uh, Nancy are back from Tennessee. They're getting the the studio redone. Um, I know they're working on some content. I know James is going to drop his uh, Disney podcast here pretty soon. So, uh, you know, hope you guys are enjoying it. Sorry we're uh, taking a little bit of time off, but hopefully stuff like this will... Um, help make it worth your while. So thanks guys. Have a good one.